La da 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 da. Yeah, I hear you. Sometimes I I'm singing into the mic. I can hear a lot. Other times I'm still singing and I'm like. Evening or afternoon. Um, welcome to the Nice Price Podcast. Coming at you hot from Dabby Road Studios in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina today. Paradise. Paradise, some <laughs> might call it. Um, I got a bone to pick with everyone. I got a haircut today and none of y'all said shit. <laughs> <laughs> Could not tell. Jesus Christ. Um, it went, went from 20 inches like to like Well, it's hard to tell. Like, like, the scrunchie is so tight around it that I can't really see. Uh, I'm sorry, I did not notice you. Who you're here talking right now is... Hair's cut. Enoch, as usual. And Nathan is to my left, and across to me, across from me... It's Quentin. The return of Quentin. Uh, You'll notice R.I.P. Deep cut. Q. Lazarus. And (laughs) unfortunately, we have some bad news. Allie is no longer with us. For this podcast episode. (laughs) R.I.P. 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 L.E.B., but returning guests, Quentin and and Nathan. Uh, Good to be back. Glad to have you, Nathan. Is it good to be back or bad to be back? Uh, pretty good. It's it's okay. It's like it was just two I, episodes I, ago. I feel it'd be better if Allie was here because I feel like hmm. um, I'm very nervous that I'm I I immediately got onto this to the podcast machine and started fucking with uh, dials and I feel like it's I have messed name. it up. Dials. Check, look it up on Amazon. <laughs> you can have your own podcast machine. Don't talk about it. It's, it's proprietary. We got the only one like this. See all that like air you can hear? Only only we've got that. You know what, you know what else you can hear? <laughs> hey now, I'm back everywhere. Speaking of which, can you give me one of those? Sure. Um, so welcome to the Nice Price Podcast. Uh, if this is your first episode you're ever listening to, congratulations. Also, pause, go back, download every other episode, listen to it in sequential order, and then come back to this one. Uh, what we do here is we uh, talk about records. We... Uh, I work at a record store called Nice Price Books and Records. Quentin works at a record store called Nice Price Books and Records. Matt used to work at a record store occasionally, called nice Price Books and, Records. and now he's he's the uh, we call him from the bullpen every now and then. The alternate. If I've got something really important to do, daddy or duty, if, uh, <laughs> daddy duty, or if I have a, like a bang and a hangover, maybe um, a then slammer I'll, jammer of a hangover. <laughs> I'll call Matt in. Uh, he'll be equally hungover somehow, probably, but he'll do the job. They go down quick. Nathan just hangs out at the store a lot. I have had a lot, a lot of, of people, people think you probably work there. I, I've had a lot of people ask me if I own it. Wonderful. Because they, I think they, I think it's because they know that like somebody like that we know owns it, and then my name's Nathan Price, and the store's name's Nice Price, and somehow uh, <laughs> they make a jump in their head where they're like, "So do you own that store?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah, me and my friend Bob Nice, <laughs> we went in on it together. How do you feel about the fact that you just shared your last name? I don't give a shit. Look it up, mugshots. <laughs> Wakemugshots.com, holla, oh boy. Also, you might know Nathan from booking the Hopscotch Music Festival. Very true, yeah. Every September. It's a brag, no big deal. Um, <laughs> and start. also a member of the band Jenny Bazette. 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 I think he said it. I, I honestly don't know. I go Bazette. back and forth. Um, and uh, Light Like Shadows, and he's a Dinwiddie. Um, and he's been on the pod a bunch of times. Uh, and we're going to get started with like we, what we always do. We talk about records. Uh, we each pick a record to talk about that we like that came out recently. Anything cool happened this week? Uh, did it? Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter got an ear infection. Is that cool? Not really. Cool, notable, anecdotal, whatever. Whatever word. 
I feel like I'm certain there's something else to talk about, but hey. I have an anecdote concerning this record I'm about to talk about. Hey, let's go right into it, baby. MGMT, Little Dark Age. Maybe you've heard of them. It's their fourth record. Their first record you probably heard of, Oracular Spectacular. They had a few singles off of it. I believe it's Spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) They had a couple songs that were popular, Kids, Time to Pretend, Electric Feel, that were like big big alternative hits. As big as an indie hit can, like... Those, those were like hit like hits. those have like hundreds yeah. of millions like of top plays on 25 Spotify. top 25 most played songs in a Starbucks for sure well, yeah. I was gonna say you still can't go into like a Panera without hearing it like yeah. you feel can we get a right. shout off to Panera <laughs> fuck bread bowls and fuck Panera I'm I kinda like bread bowls can we get a shout off to Quentin's opinion about bread bowls I, I went to a uh, I went to a Panera recently where the fuck was I North Raleigh I'm guessing no I was in I was in Country I don't remember Valley. why but I was in uh, Kernersville I was in Kernersville. I was on the way back, and I remember we were looking for some place to eat that wasn't like complete trash, fast food type things. Sorry, uh-huh. when I co- totally stole your story, I think. But uh, and then when, ended up, about going to a Panera. Ended up at a Panera because I saw like what, what I thought was like a crowd, and I was like, I was like, oh shit! It was, oh, it was, it was after New Year's. I was up in the mountains Wait, for New was Year's. Was it Christmas. the grand opening of that Panera? They breaking a bottle of champagne? No, no, they were all at this like cafeteria next door, and I was like, yo, let's mm. go check out this fucking cafeteria. And uh, didn't know go over so well with everyone else I was with. Who are these losers? <laughs> um, Ooh. We'll bleep that. And then, uh, <laughs> rough. And so, <laughs> put a wacky sound over the name. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, so we went to the Panera, and it was as disappointing as a eating experience could possibly be. Everything was bad. The people in there were horrible. The music was awful. What'd you <laughs> the, get? What'd you order? Dude, I, I mean, it was like rubber. I'm I don't even, guess I like even tell you. guess like a chicken tortilla soup bowl and a Caesar salad is my guess. I, it could have been. Couldn't tell you. I mean, it was like... You know, I, feel like no, I might have done a wrap. <laughs> See, I have no... Not, a, not a panini? What, <laughs> literally not one thing I ate stuck in my mind is anything important. It was just the most bland nonsense piece I think of shit. I, mean, I think of it in that zone almost like it's a step above, in quotes, um... Like fast food, and like but below like a Chili's, like it's in some weird nebulous zone of chain restaurants as far as quality. But it's like I feel like it's always it's 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 fucked. It's like it's like a the last Airbenders. It's like a movie that's Whoa. bad but just bad. Like it's not so bad it's good. Like you're in the oh, like, fucking, yeah, yeah. Like, fucked up like Chili's. You can like get some enjoyment out of a Chili's. Yeah, but it's like, not like the Panera is just like God damn it. We're at a goddamn I, Panera. I also argue that Panera is not any better than those places. They just like. The decor is just enough that if that you think that it's okay. There's like one person on a MacBook working, yeah. and so you're like, ah, oh, maybe it's good. And like know. the chipperier works. Like this place is fancy. <laughs> this is crazy. I bet if you close, if uh, someone... two paninis, please. <laughs> How many paninis would you like? Do you uh, have I'm a panini a... box I can get, like the Taco Bell situation? I just want a lot of paninis. <laughs> panini. Well, Excuse me. Welcome to the panini hut. Also, All right. Uh, anyway, sh- sh- well, last Panera thing. Shout out to Panera. <laughs> first, first job I ever no call no showed from was Panera. When I was <laughs> first, first, yeah. What I was the second? Uh, Papa John's. <laughs> what was the third? I definitely did it at Raleigh Grand uh, mm. as well. I can't remember the order after Panera, but I remember being like, like what I was saying like, is he's no call no showed from a lot of jobs. <laughs> Basically, every job from when I was sixteen to when I was like eighteen ish. I quit by no calling. It's yeah, like no call, no show. You got your phone in one hand to call, the blunt in the other hand. <laughs> don't even bother. Phone down. Doink. <laughs> doink in hand. Sorry, Panera, not gonna make it today. 
Somebody's got to scoop out your own bread balls. Did y'all see that? that uh, but Instagram? damn, after that blunt, I really want a panini. How'd you get in the <laughs> yeah. fucking world? Wait, you know Clownation <laughs> rolled in order and purchased a panini. <laughs> after, after being on this thing a couple times, I have read, I start reading everything as doink related. And that one, it was like Valentine's Day, it was like doing me, but I read it as doinging me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, is doing the new doink? <laughs> <laughs> is doing the new are, are they saying doink me doink me yeah <laughs> like, a word like you know, bro, doink me like that's the word doing like, like yeah. it's so hard <laughs> hey guys I'm, I'm going to the grocery store later maybe <laughs> you mean going you just so you're in that doink zone alright Quentin has some sort of anecdote is it doink related sorry no, it's not. All right, go ahead. Boring. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, um, they, uh, MGMT, the band we're talking about, mm-hmm. they released a second album called Congratulations to, uh, I would say, Mixed Critical Review. That's the Sonic the Hedgehog one? The yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Um, I liked it. A lot of people liked it, but it generally got swept under the rug as... W- did their next album, which came out in 2013, which like not even fans really liked and immediately forgot about like a year later. Yeah, it was, it like disappeared. Uh, Did they even tour that record? I don't know. Yeah, I saw them on that tour. Oh, where? Where was it at? Deepak. Was it sick? It was pretty sick. Where were you at? I was like seventh row, maybe. Were you... Were you into that record though? You were ahead. Like you were like, I'm into the, like I'm a, I'm a MGMT head. Yeah, I was ahead. True. Like, still ahead. Still ahead. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The second record was one of my favorite records of all time. Um, still. Uh, still, yeah. Nice. I need to uh, listen to it then. Yeah. Anyway, this new record though, this new record sounds really good, and it's like very fun synth pop that I like, that I'm known for liking to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I heard the first track on this record, she works out too much. I first I thought it was like a like a Seinfeld like spec script because of like how it's titled. <laughs> like, what's the problem, Joyce? She works out too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like the the way the song sounds is like makes you just like want to like move around and like dance dance and about. Work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was just like the perfect workout song. Um, and the, like the rest of this record too is like very like get up and say hell yeah like so you're saying that MGMT with this record is saying can I get a hell yeah yeah hell yeah I think they received they received one from me I liked it I was surprised because I thought they had frankly disappeared as a band yeah it's been five years since the uh, yeah I thought they were done and I was like I assume they're both like ghostwriting th- pop hits that right. I don't know about I think they have been playing sh- occasional shows they they pop up on festival posters still like right. kind of high up okay well yeah I mean their 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 profile's still high the I bills just, ain't gonna pay themselves I thought they weren't gonna I just thought they weren't making new music anymore I thought they were like I was, I was surprised and then I was really surprised when it turns out that I liked the record a lot anyway the anecdote that I had is uh, say is that it got me like in the mood to like work out so much like this is such a great workout record that I said oh I'm gonna wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning tomorrow and go on a 4 mile jog and so I are you insane? <laughs> so I, I did a, a jog for like half a mile and then I walked the rest of the way and then I walked back and you Ubered home <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like oh, sorry this was- could you stop by Panera for a second? <laughs> <laughs> oh just don't make the bagel section <laughs> 
And then after I walked back, I was like, oh, this feels really good. I, I'm going to take a shower. It's going to be a great day. And then like the next day, like when I woke up, it hit me and my, like my, both of my buttocks individually hurt so bad. <laughs> I can feel that individual pain. Hey, uh, WebMD, both my left and right buttocks hurt. Um, I've got parallel buttocks pain. I'm not really sure how to handle it. Uh, that's tripping me out. Um, I like, I, I was hoping you were going to say, it got me so inspired to work out, I, I started training in mixed martial arts. <laughs> and, and now I'm a pit fighter. That was what I was, I was hoping it was going, to be honest. Um, well, I mean, good on you for exercising. What have you Did been you listen to? Quit? Well, I'm really into Krav Maga now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really into these really hard to defense. Um, did you... Uh, did you listen to the record while doing that walk? Yeah, but my headphones kept falling out. <laughs> oh, man. So it looks like you just went on your pop screen right now. This was a bust of a jog. Sounds man. like you don't know how to exercise. I, Wait, they I kept don't falling do it off? They kept falling out. Out. Oh, your buds. Yeah, buds. Is that a thing? You put them in. They just stay in. Yeah, how big are your ear holes? Yeah. They're very, like, oddly shaped. I have oh. to use those, the, those ones that are, like, marshmallows that, like, contour to the ear shape. Ugh. Never even heard of that. Yuck. I think you're just putting marshmallows in here. <laughs> Are they staying great? Sound isn't the best. It's a little muffled. Gooey. Well, so. Another, another thing about this record is that um, Nathan was in the store earlier and he was telling me how it sounded like, the last song sounded like an Ariel Pink song. And then I looked up later and actually the third track, When You Die, is which is my fi- Second favorite track after the first one um, is actually co-written, like both lyrics and music, by Ariel Pink. Huh. Um, was he in the studio, do we know? I believe so, but they also recorded this weird, because one of them lives in L.A. and one of them lives in New York, and they don't really Classic. like each other very much. They don't like each other? Not really. Oh, this is bullshit now. Like so, it's like just two rich rock stars hey, on the other side of the coast. Nobody in the Eagles got along, but listen to the music they made. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Take it to the limit. That's that song is kind yeah. of a jam. I'll be honest. That's like my only Eagles jam for me. I get that song stuck in my head, and I do comically long pauses, like on, like in my head to myself sometimes. <laughs> just like, it's similar to a, a certain Rick Ross song. Ooh, very similar. <laughs> we should we should maybe get a match up with match up with those two joints. Insert a clip of both right now. What is the Rick Ross song? Uh, Larry Hoover. Well, no, uh, is it the name of the song? They call me Big Meech. Uh, yeah, they call me Big Meech. First heard that in Asheville, North Carolina. Larry Hoover. <laughs> Sorry to ruin your moment. Yeah, I was in Asheville getting a penny. Like, shut up! I'm doing the fucking Larry Hoover part. I, I one time uh, dropped like a Mooski's whip. Dropped a uh, shout out to Mooski. Big shout out to Mooski. <laughs> Didn't expect him to I come think up he's in, I think he's in Wilmington still. Shout out to Mooski. Also, shout out to TD, who's in Wilmington as well. Enoch, before we move on, were you going to say something about the uh, the line in When You Die, the Ariel Pink co-written song uh, that goes like, with go, the, go F yourself? The dirty words, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they got some naughty language in this one. Uh, go fuck yourself. You heard me right. You heard me right. I'm not that nice. Something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I liked it, and I, I thought it was really funny. Like, uh, with the first time I heard it, it made me laugh out loud in a good way. Like, I LOL'd in a good way. 
I was like, that's funny. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, not in case you got it twisted. Like, I, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny. And then I thought also the uh, she were, like the whole. It was kind of humorous the whole thing. And I was kind of surprised because like the what's the big hit again? Kids, Electric Feel. Kids, yeah. Okay. That one's oh, got that's this, time to pretend, yeah. Time to pretend. That one's got like some lyrics I think are attempting to be humorous that I found like corny. Right. You know? And this one I think are actually funny. Yeah. And I was like I, I humor in music is hard and uh And to do it like in a subtle way and not like a weird Al Yankovic kind of way. Ooh, shots fired. Those shot, are shot too out. extreme. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean R I Y L M G M T Weird Al. <laughs> Um, but no, nah, yeah, no, nah, it, it is different. Like, I, like humor music like, is hard to pull They can off. both be good. It's just like different types of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Randy Newman makes me laugh in music. Um, right. but it's not the same as like Blink-182. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Randy Newman is not much like Blink-182. <laughs> as far as that is an accurate They're more goofballs. Um, silly beans. Someone said the silliest of beans. He's a UFO freak, right? He, That's yeah. been what he's in the news for lately, for sure. And tacos. I remember one time on MTV. He likes tacos? He was talking about him, how much he likes tacos. I don't know why that just popped <laughs> in my head. I, think Blink- <laughs> I saw a Blink-22 when I was 16. I have no clue why. E- I just equally that. weird. Man, you won't believe this. This dude thinks that aliens walk amongst us. Also, he like loves tacos. <laughs> Both of which I find really interesting. Hey, well, here's a segue. Speaking of things that people like, uh, I like the new art record a lot. Good segue. And after reading, I haven't even gotten to the full segue. After reading their Reddit AMA, which is the first AMA I've ever read, I found out that the uh, the members of the band, his favorite, and Nathan, I think you have something to say about this. His favorite food is noodles. Oh, I think we can all agree noodles rule. Noodles. Are I had some amazing. mediocre fucking noodles last night. If you want a hot take, where'd you go? New ramen place downtown. We can believe hmm. it. I don't. Uh, the, I don't even remember the name of it. Ouch. It's right on Wilmington yeah. Street in between like Taz's and Slim's. It's hard to fuck up ramen, honestly. See, I'm not super into like and it was fancy ramen. Okay, but that's all it was. I was like, I'm not going to rush back here. I'm not going to re- like re- recommend it to anyone. Every time I sit down and get ramen, I'm like, this could have been pho. And there's only one. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, only yeah, one. Is not pho. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of people who like good noodles, I do love noodles. The band Ott. Part of the reason I was disappointed. Um, Ott, they are now on Local Legends Merge Records. I'm excited about that turn because I like Merge a lot. And they put out cool records and now a band that I already like signed with them, which is very neat. And uh, when Ott played at King's, were, was the Merge crew there? Who's... Ooh, you're thinking that they, that's when it went down? I don't know, possibly. I do remember them. Was it, was it Priest and Ott? Am I crazy? No. No, Priest was with Parquet Courts. It was there was and, this, and Mac was at the priest show. There was a couple times where I saw him at a few shows. No, I think there was a priest Sinat show. Was there also that? Yeah, I think there was at Kings. There was something where I saw him at Kings, and I feel like it was priest Sinat, but it might not have been. I don't remember exactly. Just, I've only ever been to one Ott show, and it was at Hopscotch. Yeah, and to my knowledge, I've only played one other time. And so, if you saw him at one, it was probably that one. And we mentioned it actually on the pod previously when we talked about Ott because we played them for fantasy football, Matt's favorite game, and. When we talked about, I like it now that I don't know if I'm good at it. <laughs> when we talked about, uh, I, I mentioned how I gave them like huge bonus points because they got they got a little bit not ideal weather situation. So they were playing outdoors and it was drizzling, and they still ripped. And I was like, man, you I, also you, you get so many bonus points when you like play like a great show when it when the elements are against you. That was a, that was a cancellation. Three weeks out, right? they filled in. Yeah, 
Oh, bonus points for that. Big ass shout out to Ott. And uh, all right, so this new record's awesome. It's on Merge. Uh, interesting thing, factoid I read in their Reddit AMA, my first and only AMA, actually first and last AMA I'll ever read. Um, <laughs> did not enjoy it. Um, what about that? Uh, uh, yeah, dude, one. You gonna read that one? Is there one? I know that you would, though. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I would read. You can't um, say first and last for sure. Shout out to you, dude. Okay, so first and foreseeable last. But I don't get it. Do, do you all know how shitty that website looks? I thought it was like, going to be cool looking. Like, you go to Reddit and it's just like, it looks like a damn... I mean, it's uh, like, that's like they, I feel like it's like Craigslist. Like a Geo like Cities? Huh? A bit. Like a Geo Cities? It looks like the, like the first websites. <laughs> like at first, it's, it looks like the very first one. It's like, it's oh. It's like the first website. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, this is books.com. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it looks like, I'm like, what is this shit? I thought it'd be like pictures and like video, cool shit. And instead, it's like a bunch of like. It's all links. It's all text and links and like, everything. these little goofy ass stupid pictures next to their name. I hated it. Anyway. Avatars. Last Airbender. Uh, <laughs> Going twice today. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, hey, for all the listeners who had uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in our, in our references pool, <laughs> you're crushing. Um, nah, uh, so, but in that, I read about how uh, someone mentioned, like, what's it like working with Merge? And they were like, actually, it was awesome. Mac and Laura didn't say or have any, didn't bother us about anything. We handed them the record. Like, here's our completed album. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They, like, full-on trusted, like, we want we want the next alt record. We don't want to like craft or be a part of it. Like you just do you. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the biggest thing I think with art for the, for anyone who hasn't heard them before, vocals are like such a huge part of every song and the way he sing uses voice as an instrument and kind of does weird things with it. He the, there's going to be constant like the first record everyone just said David Byrne the entire time like oh he's such just like David Byrne and then I hear Marky e. Smith is referenced a lot yeah for the second yeah. one particularly and the first one and all these different names um, I wrote down some names on one song particularly it starts out he sounds like the dude from the National whose name is escaping me um, Matt something Beringer Beringer um, but I it might remind someone who ha- if you haven't listen to some of those other bands the older bands if you're a younger hipper person you might think that he is a sort of uh non-british king, king cruel I, I thought that he's well i thought the exact same thing actually okay because we almost had a dope jinx you, you missed it just a bit um but yeah like the sort of every like he does different things with his voice in every single song so, to add to it i was wondering if he's and there's some people that are just like this and i was wondering if he's one of those guys that writes songs very influenced on what he's listening to at that moment. Like, I think Ryan Adams is probably sort of like this. Like, there's, like, other songwriters who kind of are influenced by what they're listening to mm-hmm. because they kind of, they have a thread. Like, it's him writing the songs, but then, like, his solo album is sort of, like, Kink Stones-ish, like, vibe. And then, like, and I'm wondering if he's, like, just super takes in everything around him and just pushes it out like that. And when I was listening to that song, I was like, I wonder if he's been listening to that King Crow record a bunch. Like, but see, I, I thought about that, but then the timeline doesn't quite work because he they probably were working on this. That record hadn't even come out yet. I mean, King Cruel's been sounding like King Cruel for a while. That's so. true. I will say that. But um, like the Tim Dorsey solo record, he did, I, it's got him AMA, but actually this might have been on a Tiny Desk concert, but it, he mentioned how that was for him a vocal exercise of trying to sing a more straightforward, like, can I hit these certain notes? Can I sing in these certain more like, um, uh, conventional conventional melodies and can I do those and he did and then this one is much more like there's a there's a Nick Cave vibe was that a merch record? his solo? no I forget what it was but um, 
But then, which I, I think love it's Jag Jaguar. Saturday Night Live, or no? Yes, Saturday Night Life, Saturday Night. Maybe at just SNL, Mad TV. I don't know what it was called. <laughs> um, SCTV. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that record was really cool. But um, people, I read a couple of reviews just to see what other people were saying about it, and some people referenced Morrissey. I don't. I wouldn't have no way of knowing. That's a, I'm not so, super well versed. I, I don't like. I, I don't get into you that. Never heard Morrissey. Much. I don't. I don't I know without commitment. I don't listen to much Morrissey either. But I will say, being in a band with a baritone singer, mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't sound anything like Morrissey. But but you get that. A lot of yeah. times people come up and be like, "Dude, I love like the Morrissey vibes," and we're like, <laughs> "Okay, oh, all right." I, I have a friend who's in a band. Who, it's, it's Morrissey National Joy Division, like every fucking. Okay, time. he does a, He his situation is that he do, he has he doesn't talk sing at all, but he has a sort of his vocal style. He says he gets the, he's like he gets the same kind of things every time like oh you remind me of blah 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 insert insert like these same sort of references over and over again he's like no, i don't really sound like that but people keep saying maybe i do then people keep yeah saying it. but um interest so yeah I, the vocals are gonna be the thing i think that almost everyone who has never heard this band before is gonna have to yeah because all the names you're mentioning hate. are like people with very like specific sounding voices but sometimes he like sounds like all of them at once, right? Which uh, to me, he sounds like himself now because he's right. kind of commanded this thing. But it is uh, the, there. There were there's a lot of people I think that will hear. We're gonna play it later. It's a song called Desire. I think it's great. Um, but I think there's gonna be some people who are gonna maybe on the first. This record's a grower in general. I, th- I think that the, all four of these records that we picked are kind of like influences on their sleeve records like you can kind of hear through that was gonna be my fucking segue thanks a lot hey hey we well, well, big so stealing it when we uh, segue to jock jams for matt later <laughs> uh, anyway so cnc music factory don't have a new one out but it is the 28th year anniversary and they, re- they wear their influences on their sleeves um so the song we're gonna play later uh also one of the singles and my favorite tune on the record it's called desire it's a uh, it's kind of a slow build song which is sort of their thing in general they like to they like to build up to they their songs in general I think are kind of growers and they have a lot of long songs, a lot of four and a half to five minute songs just in general. Um this one also features a choir. There's some some cool synthesizer things happening. I believe there's a saxophone. There's a horn of some kind. I'm assuming it's a saxophone. I don't know if it, which one, what variety of sax. Um but uh he also I don't know why I love this so much in general. I'm a big fan of the ad lib, the Yelp, the, the, <laughs> these sorts of things in songs when someone just, I love those. It's, it's because you love uh, Jeezy and Lil Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is probably. And Gucci, man, all these things like, they're, like Jeezy's the best, everybody knows he's the best ad libber in the game. And so it's that, anyway, Tim Darcy, Jeezy, like <laughs> side by side for John me. Dwyer. John Dwyer's good. Yeah. Yeah. But well, he just does his, like, we, oh, no chorus? I got something. <laughs> I just post that, like, who needs lyrics? I could just yell. Uh, shout out to John Dwyer. Um, There's also a good uh, song on this one that has, like, drum machines, too, which I didn't expect from Ott as well. So that's another thing. They, they, they this one, they said they wanted to make a, a super studio record. Their first record, they said they did every song in two takes. It was, they were in the studio for like, three days total, I think. And just sort of ripped it out. And the second one is also a very live band feel to the songs. And this one, they wanted to do a more studio record with letting people. Uh, the one guy said he wanted to de- he his inspiration was the tone density of Brian Eno. 
I'm not. I don't know what these words mean. Let's be honest. Um, but no one knows what that means. So that, that but these they were going for like, hey, we maybe can't recreate this exactly on stage live the way we do with some of these other to- songs, but we're making a like a real studio record, um, which exactly like the song Desire. They're not going to bring a, cor- a choir on tour with them, right? But it's still a great song. Um, and now I have a, I have a question that I think Nathan can answer before we I, I send it off. I was reading in their AMA. They're talking about gear and producer stuff. And the guy said that he was on a... I can't a, imagine why he didn't like this AMA. <laughs> uh, also, shout off to the guy who ended the AMA with simply the question, do you like swans? All caps. <laughs> Hard shout off. I think he means the band, but either way, I hated it. Um, <laughs> but the dude said that he was, uh, it, he was deep on a, quote, popular yet offensive, offensively named gear forum. What does that mean? That would be Gear Sluts. Oh, okay. Would be my guess. With a Z. That Good sucks. Guess. That yeah. super sucks. <laughs> yeah, also, by the way, if that's not it, fuck. I'm terrified <laughs> for what's next. There are some fucked up gear things because a lot of it's like kind of like hair metal league dudes like talking about really dumb shit. So the only thing worse than this guitar is libtards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't know what that I didn't know what that meant. Am I Look, if you don't know what that is, your mind can do some crazy things. It's like imagining <laughs> what the possible names are. What did you? I should have. I should have ran, uh, ran down. What I'm, you not gonna, it was I'm not going to do it. It's but not, before I tell you the answer, why don't you guess three? <laughs> not fit for broadcast. Some of the things. So I didn't know, and I was like, "What the fuck could it possibly be?" I thought I, I didn't think in that manner. I was thinking like much more offensive, and like, how could that even be popular then? <laughs> I um, want. I want to know so bad what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was more in the vein of the. We of, can move on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think about. Uh, and again, don't listen to me because I'm stupid. Listen to what your own ears. In a little while, you'll hear the desire. Actually, we'll close out with desire. I think because it's a good closer. It's kind of a slow build. Um, but from the new alt record. Oh, which is called. Um, a, a room, room inside a room world. inside the world or yeah. a room inside the world. Room inside the world. Room inside the world. Uh, by Ott out now. Oh, you can pick it up at Nice Price Books and Records, 3106 Hillsborough Street. Bye, North Carolina. 27607, RIP. Allie B. Moving on. I was going to slide in real smooth with a transition about how this next person also seems to be very influenced by different things. <laughs> um, uh, and it's Ezra Furman, who I didn't really know anything about. Is it Furman or Furman? Furman. <laughs> Furman. A little bit of a Furman. <laughs> a little bit of a puss hat situation with this guy. <laughs> Shout out to all the Pusha T fans in the house. Um, <laughs> I keep seeing this pop up on new release like lists and things that are getting positively reviewed, seemingly. Is it and, a bu- there a buzz band? It seems to be a buzz bin uh, act, uh, and for a long this time, person. for a long time, I kept skipping over it because I thought it was in my mind when I read this person's name. I thought it was the singer of Vampire Weekend, who has a similar name. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra Koenig. Koenig, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I just didn't bother giving it the time of day. In turn, and he's been putting out records. Shout since. off to Ezra Koenig. Okay. <laughs> I just felt like I didn't need to listen to what the solo, the solo Vampire Weekend record. I felt like I knew what that sounded like. Probably that doesn't exist, by the way. <laughs> Didn't know if it did or didn't, but in That's my mind... That's giving it a 6.2. <laughs> no, you know what I did. Hasn't even been recorded. Um, and, I, and so I was like, I'll see what this is all about. 
but I made it a point not to read any reviews about it. Just and I thought it would be fun to be like just going cold. This is something usually I pick something that I feel like is probably already in my wheelhouse, as it were, or something that, that drew me in for so whatever reason. This is the blindfold reason. taste test. Yeah, this was the blindfold taste test of me talking about an album on this podcast. Did it take? Uh, the name of it is Transangelic Exodus, and it's on Bella Union, which is a UK label owned by one of the Cocteau twins. Which of the twins? Which of the tweens? Um, I don't know their name off the bat. It's Chris or Cross, I believe. All right. <laughs> um, I think it's we're crisscross the Cocteau Twins. And it's it's a self-proclaimed queer outlaw saga. Um, I mean, somebody's got to proclaim it. What's your favorite queer outlaw saga? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's I have one Transangelical <laughs> Exodus by uh, Ezra Furman. Um, and it seems to be loosely, at least, themed on sort of... I sort of get why he says that, because there are a lot of road and traveling-based songs escaping, uh, moving along, highway tunes. There's like an action sequence in the first song. It comes and goes in really juddy, abrasive, startling ways sometimes. A lot of like harsh sounds will come in after this really pretty part. And, And it's sort of all over the place. The first song almost sounds like, not the instrumentation, this might sound silly, but the the anthemic sort of way the vocals are sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song to me. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Because I thought it sounded... The sort of fist-pumping classic rock tune kind of way of the the verses flow. I personally thought the keyboard lines reminded me of the previously mentioned MGFT song, Time to Pretend. Huh. But there's also a scene in that song where he like, someone jumps out of a hospital there are hospital room with yeah. tubes that are like busting out of a window. I was like, yeah. So the first song, I'm like, I, like what? I, I was, I went in cold, it's, just like you did, yeah, and it, I was. I liked it, but it was like taken aback. It's very storytelly. He has a certain way of wording uh, his lyrics, and the and the combination of people I wrote down that different songs were reminding me of were <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. There's one song, my favorite song on it. It's called "Driving Down to L.A." and it almost sounds. It's the vocal part of that. At least the verses sound very similar to Neil Young's "Hey Hey My My." Um, again, not the instrumentation. So, so I wrote down one, and you can tell me if I'm crazy. I said, "If Tom Waits was in Goldfrap, <laughs> that was my." Well, so Ezra Furman, I've actually did not go in cold. I've. I had an album of his in like 2008, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, upon, I, I'm, as, upon researching him, I realized how long he's been playing. Yeah, he, he had a song called, uh, God damn, I should have looked this up, but it, I think it was, like, it was like, it was like a Take Off Your Sunglasses. Take off your sunglasses. I don't want to take off my sunglasses. And it sounded just like, I mean, it sounded like, like Violent Femmes, Modern Lovers, like Bob Dylan, but at the time I was like, shit, this sounds just like a Lonnie Walker song. Nice. And I Shout remember thinking Lonnie. that and um, just kind of stuck with me. I'd always see his name pop up and I would check it out. Also, uh, when we were really into Krill, I remember reading some interviews with Krill and his name popped up again because he's the older brother of the lead singer of Krill, Jonah Furman. 
And huh. I just hate, like his name just kept popping up over and like I just see it like two or three times a year, and I've always kind of followed along. But originally, yeah, he was kind of like a more Bob Dylan-y type. Like, there's, like, harmonicas and shit in the song. There's it's a like, lot of classic elements to it, but then there's a lot of unusual sounds and things going on, too. Um, I, I thought that it sounded... Um, I like it. It sounds very... Um, I don't I don't want to say uncool, but... It sounds sort of like Beck Odelay. I would say <laughs> either uncool or, like, maybe... I don't want to use the word not tasteful, but kind of. A lot of hard cuts, yeah. Yeah, some of the choices are the, like, the I know this isn't considered cool and this isn't the, the, the best thing, I, not best, but like the easiest thing to do in this song, but like, here comes a breakbeat kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> After a pretty almost like country part. Right. Or something. And yeah, there's one song that almost sounds exactly like Destroyer. He sounds like television a lot vocally, I think. Um, but then instrumentation-wise and arrangement-wise, it's sort of all over the place and hard to really know how much was like you were saying thought out or just saying you know what fuck it i think it sounds cool it kind of reminded me of um fiona apple in that way because like the way like her songs sort of just like Burst. explode into a like a different part uh, and i also thought his his voice maybe it's just me but his voice sounded very like androgynous it's really yeah, yeah. pretty high right kind of reedy and it's hard to sort of place and i don't i was that was my other question is i didn't know if because there's a lot of characters in these songs if that's where if his voice was sort of portraying different right. characters or a single character and maybe his other records he sounds totally different i have no idea that's what i was i was curious to know and then i just it, yeah it was like the storytelling sometimes he would describe these sort of down and out characters and it reminded you of some of the classic like I said, Tom Waits, and or even Bob Dylan, maybe in his like uh, um, love and theft era yeah, kind of thing. Totally. Like it had those vibes, um, and then like some of the instrumentation was like well, almost crazy. I wrote down bombs. I wrote down Hank, Hank Shockley as like a possible because it was just like at times it was just like you take like ten different samples and just slam them together, and somehow a pretty good song comes out of it. It was kind of I don't know. I, I was into the, it. Yeah, it's There's, not unlike Girl Talk almost. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. And there's a, there's, it's sort of bummer material, but also there's some like hopeful songs on it. And it, there's a lot of religious themes. There's one that's, in, in a, in an inspiring way. It seems like he well, might be kind of religious. So, some in, insider. I don't even know if I, I mean, so I, I get pitched. I've been also been pitched him a handful of times for hopscotch and we've right. looked into it here and there. <laughs> but, um, one of the things is that he, it's like around a Jewish holiday and they're like, he's not going to, if it lands on the Jewish holiday, he's like, like not going to play. There, he play sings a verse in Hebrew on this album. Really? Yeah. yeah I think, so that's, I think that's not <laughs> um, And I think the title of it is Psalm 151. Right. Yeah. And there's a song. Should have caught up Bacardi 151. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Woo. Uh, <laughs> well, shout out to any of the listeners who were offended by that. Apologies. I don't know why it would be. Well, I guess because they wanted they wanted you to say one fifty two. They wanted one more, <laughs> one more bit of proof. That's our million dollar idea, Nathan. One fifty two. Oh, is this a six minute abs situation? <laughs> no, it's a. <laughs> what, what movie is that? I forget. I would tell you what it is, but what's the what movie is it where? Oh, it's I think it's There's this one there. Yeah, the guy's like, hey, you heard of seven minute abs? Like, how about this? Six minute abs. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just shaves a minute off. He's like, okay. He's I like, see. but how are you going to get the same workout? He's like, you're just doing six minutes. It's like, okay. 
Well, so uh, I, w- I was glad though. I like this uh, this new this, I like this new Matt phone who comes back and he's picking records out of the clear blue sky and just saying like, "Hey, this is what we're doing this week, fellas," and we sort of have this option to like just jump in on this thing. I, I How would I listen pretext. to it? That's the same though. It's burn one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's my favorite game. We haven't, been, we haven't been doing this. Well, how would you listen to the MGMT record? How, uh, like, uh, what, uh, what? I'm gonna guess on the paint a picture of the perfect way to listen to it. Sore buttocks, earbuds falling out <laughs> on the first third of a. a See, that doesn't walk. sound ideal at all. <laughs> In the back of an Uber, shamelessly going home after cutting your walk short. Um, I think probably just in the gym. Got it. Doing, doing a quick workout I, f- I feel like maybe in the gym on a boombox like it feels a very like a, like a, like a, cassette, <laughs> like a cassette like a cassette yeah. boombox like, on your shoulder like that kind of I kind of get that vibe from it what about yours um you know I hate to be that dude but uh here we go this is a very like <laughs> it's a very like sit down listen record so whatever it is whatever if it's uh Miller Lite or Green Tea or if you want to burn one or whatever it is, but yeah. I think a uh, loud, not too loud, but like pretty good volume, and uh, sitting there listening, doing something not too engaging, so you can actually pay attention to the record. Because um, this isn't like a pop on one tune on the way to work kind of vibe. I think it's a start and finish kind of. And um, we'll find out what Nathan thinks. We should listen to his record once he tells us about it. What are you talk about? Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only person, person hasn't gone yet. Um, so I. I I was listening to the uh, U.S. Girl, the new U.S. Girls record, mm-hmm. and uh, I would say What's that's it called? it's called in a poem, in a poem, <laughs> in a poink. I mean, not... <laughs> poing, uh, in a in a poem, poing. unlimited. Fucking goddamn. The song's called Swing. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, Get a hold of yourself, Nathan. Um, It's U.S. Girls and a Poem Unlimited. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) And uh, which is, I think, her second album on 4AD. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's Meg Remy. It's kind of like a one-person band. I thought it was Us Girls Forever. Well, there's dots in between it a lot of the time. Yeah, I know. Well, I should have thought that. But there, I saw. I think the first time I saw it, it didn't have it, and I thought it was Us Girls. And I thought it was a play of the fact that it was just a single performer, like one of those kind of things. Mm. Um, and now I realize there are my ways that it's U.S. Girls. Well, so she's out of Toronto <laughs> from Chicago originally. Mm. Similar to Ott. From, uh, he's from, Tim Darcy at least is from New Hampshire, but, went to, but their band is from Montreal. Sort of similar, I a lot guess. Of, a lot of threads weaving through these four albums. But, um... So <laughs> she's a draft dodger. Continue. <laughs> so, she's, um... Uh, kind of done a lot of albums. I, I really liked the last one. It was more so... Kind of... It felt more like a solo record. It felt like her on the computer. This one has more of a band feel. A lot of, kind of, parts to it that are more... Feel, just feel a little bit more live. Like, you can imagine these things being played by a band... Um, more so than the last one, a lot of different types of shit going into these songs, much like that Ezra Furman record and the Alt record and the MGMT. They should um, play together and give the audience seizures. I mean, it's, yeah, this one. I, at one point, there's one song that has a DJ scratching. 
that and a chorus hey, that sounds a fuckload like Nate Dogg. So reminiscent of Nate Dogg that I thought to myself, <laughs> did they like take the sample and do like something weird to it? And this is actually Nate Dogg. We spent a, a little bit before R. the R. pod, a little bit of time before the pod, trying to figure out which Nate Dogg song it was in homage to. <laughs> yeah, we were like, okay, it's one of these seventeen Nate Dogg songs. I don't know which of these Nathan Dogg songs it is, but it's one of them. Also, do you think he went by Nate instead of Nathan Dog because of the hot dog thing? <laughs> Never thought that. <laughs> Just curious. Oh, man. This is a heavy food. This is a food listen, set. Listen, Nathan. We like your material. <laughs> we want to put out your album. We want to have you on these tracks. But Nathan Dog. Yeah, is not the, the best Your name. rapper name of Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs just <laughs> isn't going to cut it. Can you shorten it, make it sound a little cooler, a little quicker? Okay, Nate Dog. Got it. Print it. Bingo. Um, but you throw away those Nathan Famous Hot Dog shirts. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of, of different... There's, there, there's some definite Prince vibes. I call it some like Prince Madonna vibes. Like the title, title track has a four instead of four, which is very Prince-like. Oh. Prince doesn't have time. No, those three letters are two. You think I'm going to spell out two? <laughs> you think I'm going to go with a T-W-O? Nah, you're going to two and you're going to U, letter U right after that. Um, but it's uh, it's also got like some sort of serious... It's one of those albums that's like kind of a serious serious album. It's got like very serious content, but it sounds very poppy. It sounds very, like on surface level, it sounds like a very happy album. But once you like listen to what she's saying, she's talking a lot about... Happy hour? (laughs) 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 Okay, well. Yeah, I hope we can keep in that happy hour joke. I thought that was funny. It did rule, but I think it ruled too hard. All right, so. You hear that? Ruled too hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's number two, no TWO. Fuck that. We're going with the Prince way. But, uh, uh, yeah, so there's like a lot of, you know, uh, Me Too vibes and. So, um, like, does it, like, sort of, like, Kesha's record, that was a big thing, and that she deals with, like, these huge pop songs that are, like, big in-your-face pop choruses, but her record was super heavy as far as the content. It, it's similar, but I don't know if it's as heavy as, yeah, I mean, it might be. I don't know. I, I haven't heard the full record. I wonder if any other review websites have put, put that together. The Kesha, if you like the Kesha record, it's similar to the U.S. Girls record. I looked at a couple. <laughs> Honestly, this, this album has so much different shit going on in it that... Just I read a couple of reviews and the number of different artists that were listed in each review were kind of crazy. That's probably a good. She probably takes that as a compliment. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely what she was going for. I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's I got, I'm into it. I like it. I saw her play at Neptune's on Same. the last album tour. This is my big question. I'll, I'm really curious as to how this is performed live. So so the last album was her in like a laptop and some karaoke gear. style. Um, Which I'm not opposed to. I think this new one is going to be a full band. She's going to be talking with the band. Are we hitting... Is is Kubert on that that scratch? She's also married to and works with a lot, another artist that some people might be familiar with, Slim Twig, Ah. who's um, a a pretty consistent collaborator, and her on his projects. Like, they work together a lot. Okay. Um, And so his band has been ripping at times, so I assume that it's going to be really good. Okay. So, you said there's a million different uh, sort of R-I-Y-Ls that you've seen. <laughs> what are the ones that pop... I mean, you said Madonna, I know, but like... I'd say the strongest ones are probably going to be kind of 
sample-based music, but also like David Bowie, Young Americans vibe with like Madonna singing sort of, with like Prince-like speak parts. Like sometimes she'll talk in like a very Prince-like way, how he talks in songs. So mash that all up into like a fucking tricky album and then you kind of got what it is. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never actually listened to a tricky album, so that might be completely wrong. But No, if it's tricky, you could... You can do it in your mind. Who the fuck is Tricky? <laughs> you don't know who Tricky is? You don't know who Tricky is? <laughs> no, I don't know who Tricky is. Uh, he's, I would say one of the... He's on the Mount Rushmore of trip hop, I'll say that. You never told me your favorite trip hop record. <laughs> um, so, I'm not really into trip hop. Um, it's a Anchor. thing. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is one of those things you set me up to make me look like an asshole like you did with astrology no, last time. No. Um, so... Uh, honestly, it would probably be King Cruel because, like, I like the last record, the, the Ooze, a lot. And um, there's songs that I like on that record, and I read reviews and people described it as sometimes being trip hop. I don't know what they're talking about in that reference because I don't. I guess I don't know what trip hop is. I don't have an is answer that, either. If that album is trip like hop, then I have no fucking clue. What so they didn't say the album was, but <laughs> even I, if I, I thought I did, I don't know. I don't. There would be like it would say like featuring elements of, and I'm like it would like. Rock, jazz, like okay, got it, got it. This, so tri- I was like, trip hop. Yeah, I don't. I, I've never really listened. When to When I think trip hop, like, all I can see is hookah bar. Yeah, I've like my idea. That's like my idea of trip hop is the same thing as somebody who calls like techno, like the boots, boots, boots. Like I know Mortal very Kombat. surface level. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite techno album? The Mortal Kombat soundtrack, obviously. <laughs> what's my second favorite? The Blade soundtrack, obviously. Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't even know. Now what we're set. talking. First black superhero. What up, Black Panther? Shout out to the Black Panther. Oh, I mean. I loved, I can't, the first Blade movie. Oh, God. Blade rips. So Doug, good. in the theater. You ever seen Blade? Quentin? Were you there? I was the movie we were in Blade. middle school. No. I know Carlos was there. I don't know. It's I'm, possible. I think me, you, Carlos, and Rob Marnell went and saw it. I, I remember seeing uh, the Mortal Kombat movie with Rob. Okay. See, I don't remember seeing that. Which was, I think, the first PG-13 movie I'd ever seen. Possibly. I, I remember rolling into Crabtree and then having the Mortal Kombat arcade and having this huge line of people around it. Like what, like, what is this? And then going over there and seeing dudes getting their, like, guts. I was like, oh my God, this is so on point. And then I got a Genesis and then, you know, back, back, see, down. We all know. We all know how to play Mortal Kombat. Get over here, all that good stuff. Back to Trip Hop. What the listeners want to hear us talk about. I can talk about Mortal Kombat more. <laughs> That's a thing. Trip Hop. I can talk about... Just about anything more than I could talk about trip hop. <laughs> I was hoping somebody here, I was hoping Quentin being a, a young person would be like, oh, so trip hop is. Well, see, I don't even, I think it's a 90s term to, in my mind. Yeah. A young yeah, person wouldn't much. know what it That's is. That's what I thought. And then I, then I found out King Cruel's, I'm like, I don't. I don't really know how to like put it into words, but I know like the first two. It's like Bjork- pornography, you know, when you see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but the first two Bjork records definitely have like elements of. It. Hard pass. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I guess I get it then. So how, uh, Nathan, how do you listen to this record? Uh, I would say maybe maybe not the best thing to say on the pod for the record store, but streaming probably like it feels like a very digital album. Oh yeah, that's fine. I thought you were gonna say like I was like oh god, <laughs> like uh, but like yeah, I, f- I feel like it's... or from the download code. How about that? If Nathan like, says yeah. stream it while going through the comments on Gear Slots, <laughs> <laughs> which he thinks is a good name for a website, which I've probably done more times than. Then I want to admit, like, listening to an album, being like, "How the fuck are they doing?" Is this the only like, gear website? Why do people use that one? No, nah, it's just like a big. It's like one of the first ones, I think. I don't know. If you Google something, it's up high. Like, if you Google like how U.S. girls did something in some song, then that'll be like one of the top things. Mm. Why don't people just not use it and go to a different one? 
I don't know, man. Couldn't tell you. Right. Start one. What are words? Shut <laughs> <laughs> off to that website. Um, Here with the big questions. Better play a song. Yeah, let's play a song. We're gonna do U.S. Girls, right, Nathan? Yes. Which one do you want to do? Let's do Velvet for Sale. Um, the first one, number four, not four. Hmm. First and number four. So quite the feat. <laughs> I still don't know what number track it is. <laughs> it's the first, the lead title, the not the title track, the first, the fucking lead track. Oh God! You're gonna hear Getting later, later. I've been in this room since <laughs> noon. Brag. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we know this room. Sure Daddy Road. This amazing. This fucking. Good God. All right. Uh, we're going to hear a U.S. Girls track, and we'll be back with, uh, you know, plugs and goodbyes and all that good stuff. And some fantasy football, of course. And one and a new game. Oh, and Ooh. a new game and for the listeners. Game. Back in a minute. Bye.
All right, that was uh, U.S. Girls with Velvet for Sale, and um, was that number four? The number four song nice. one, which featured bongos or congas. We're not sure which three of the four albums that we have talked about today have either bongos or congas in it, which leads us into a brand new game called bongos or congas. Bongos or congas. Bongos or congas. For the listener, these are drums that we're talking about here. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin, tell us the difference between bongos or congas. So bongos are the handheld drums, the two connected to each other that you sort of hit with your with your little (laughs) hands. Usually, usually someone you what you do is you place down the hacky sack, you pick up the bongos, you join the circle, you put them between your betwixt your legs. And you embarrass yourself, correct? Yes. Okay. And then the conga is much more involved because it's a very big drum. It's like, I think, four, three, four it's like feet chest, tall. About chest yeah, height? Yeah, about chest height. Um, and you just it's, slap it's, on that one. It's often what it's seen, on yeah. like, as the guy right behind David Byrne on the Talking Heads Live DVDs, mm-hmm. just dancing and shit, that's probably a conga. And there's usually, they're all, they're all uh, self-contained. They're often the best part of the yeah. Shreds video series because it'll pan over to someone playing them. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the uh, that's congas. That's congas. Yeah, they're the big ones. You never okay. see someone single tall. Congas. congas are the cool ones. Bongos are the not as cool ones. Correct. Well, you know who knows? We'll see. Not, so, I'm not saying what's better tomato. sounding. I'm saying conga or conga. I'm saying in the popular. Bongo. What we're gonna do is um, place a song sample of a song that has either congos. Congas or bongas? Congas <laughs> or bongas? And then um, each of you will take a stab at which it is. Now and you get a point for getting it right. I said we write them down. Yeah, we gotta write them down. I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take cheaters it. in this. Matt Stone is gonna. We all know. As anyone who's listening to play fantasy football, he's cheating, and so they'll know that right away. I, I've got a. I've got a pen. Anybody got a pen besides me? You, well, you have mine. I should add. Yeah, I mean, you know. Who's who? What is a pin that belongs to someone anyway? Really, that one belongs to me. Okay, <laughs> and I would like it. But that's pin. Got it. We're gonna play the first song now. I know it. <sighs> See, I don't know what is like. I know that sound, but I don't know which is which. I'm, did you write yours down, Quentin? Yeah. It's bongo. Quiz says bongo. Bongo. I wrote a C for Congo. It's the Incredible Bongo Band, right? It's the Incredible Bongo Band. That was supposed to be a gimme. See, I, I, knew, <laughs> I, I knew the song, but I was like... Apache. I don't... I thought that... Maybe the most famous bongo song of all time. <laughs> so here's my thing. Is that it's I the thought, most famous bong song of all time. Hmm. <laughs> uh, hits from the bong, definitely. You see, um, the bongo's got uh, like a tinnier sound, you know... So my issue is that I don't know which... I've never known which is which. I know that I can tell the two apart. I just don't know which one is which one to start with. So that was a bongo. So by the end of this, maybe you won't be able to tell the difference. And uh, I know the song. I just thought, like, surely there... You know, I've stepped on a limb here. I think the Incredible Bongo Band probably also used congas. Just saying. (laughs) The Incredible Bongo Band. (laughs) Yeah. Also Canadians. But they had fucking congas. All right, go ahead. Yeah, they had the bass guitar, too, but that doesn't mean they got to call themselves the incredible bass guitar. That's my point. That's exactly my point. Is it just because of the name? Doesn't mean that's what you're hearing. All right. Here here comes song number two. Mm. 
Bongo. I wrote conga. Bongo. That's a bongo. Oh, fuck me. God damn. Tidbit about you, that was your one beef with the movie sounded- Baby Driver, right? That song specifically. Yeah, that was that was a big beef. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but I I, I, uh, I thought that that was a to me that sounded flatter. I, I, I let it, so I let it play to the where he did it real like the bongo roll, just because I wanted that to. Which I guess we're we're gonna uh, cut these in. I'm but. gonna ask you a question: uh, Is there a Congo roll? <laughs> there is, but but it's clear that it's a bongo at that the, point. The conga sounds how big it is. I think maybe the issue is I'm I just th- I okay. Let's keep going. So far, I'm bad at this game. It's okay. So okay, here's here's another one. Song three. That was trickier. It was a little bit. It was. It was a little bit deeper in the mix. A little deep in the mix. To me, that reminded me of the last one, and so I wrote bongo. I wrote conga. Matt, Matt phone. Uh, literal Matt phone for a second. Uh, I'm going. I think you're doing a George Costanza Twix move here, and it's all bongos. Conga. Quit. Fuck out. Nailed them all. <laughs> Also, the one person that had to explain to us what they were. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's a certain somebody's foyer that might be full of a certain amount of drum collection. All right, and um, here comes one. One next song. There's six of these, by the way. We we can add some. We need six pack for the listeners. So it's three to one to zero. Goose egg. I'm terrible at this. Okay, here we go. Now, I have a question. Which is the one that they do the thing where they, like, lick their finger and run across the skin of it? You're thinking of uh, glasses half-filled with water. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, I am. I'm thinking of a table full of glasses and some... No... You know, I've seen the dude like know. hit it, and then you like you can like adjust the sound. Um, I'm honestly at a total loss here. I wrote down both while I was doing it. I'm gonna cut it down to. I'm gonna go with my final answer, Mike. I'm gonna go with my gut. One, two, three. It's a conga. Conga. Bongo. Conga. <laughs> so it appears that I know exactly what they are. I just have them reversed in my mind. So whenever I hear what I think is a bongo, it's a congo. Whenever I hear what I think is a congo, it's a bongo. And that was DMX Crime Story. The first one was Incredible Bongo Band. The second one was T-Rex Debra. Mm-hmm. The third one was Beach Boys, It's About Time. Here comes the next one, which is a new song. 
I assume will be on the pod soon. And it just goes with this fucking weird trend of bongos and congas being in new songs. Alright, that was the new Amin Dune song, Blue Rose. And what did everybody have? Got Bongo. I wrote Bongo. Bongo. Bingo. Bingo, Bongo. Uh, I'm almost disappointed. I wish I'd gotten it wrong. That's like, that's like yeah, if, if the Browns would have like, won a game. It's like 1 15, <laughs> that sucks. No, 0 16 is notable. Oh, my main thing. I've never. I don't think. I don't know if I've ever hit one. <laughs> I yeah, think maybe at a uh, bachelor party night one time you might have. Uh, I was on like the. There was a jam. I believe sesh. I was on the tom drum. Oh, just a tom. The tom uh, tom. Let's see here. Stared at my feet for an hour, out of my mind, playing the tom drum. Just that. That's that was that experience. I used to own bongos. Shout out to Eric. Oh, here we go. He's a he's a ringer. <laughs> I knew ringer. it. I told you that he. It's like Matt Foden saying six point nine. Then we find out that six point nine is the average scoreball <laughs> pitch for Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for this next game. I like it now. <laughs> All right. Here's the last song. Right, that was Dinosaur L. Go bang. Conga. That's a B for bongo. It's conga. It's a conga. Six for six. <laughs> you were six for six? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's better. Like, it's you can almost, say that because you're one for six. Uh, well, uh, that's part of it. Because um, I'm a sore loser. But also, it makes me think that you have bongos and congas in your house and you play them all the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I think that, like that's what he does. All right, well, time. the official results are in. Matt, four. Quentin, perfect score. Six for six. Enoch, one. Let's uh, look. I mean, can we get a... <laughs> and that was Bongos or Conga. Bongos or Congas. I, I did also find a pretty sick video of a guy playing cover songs on his Congas. He does Smoke on the Water, some other really good songs. I suggest you search it out. Yeah, uh, I... Hard pass on that, but we'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Um, I'm gonna do, next time. I'm gonna be prepared. I think I need to watch a video because I can't visualize what's a conga and a bongo. I will say I am not great at this game either. I was running it, but I'm not great at it. I wrote down what I thought they were, but I had to ask um, Thomas McNeely, sometimes listener of the show, which were which. I had to ask a drummer friend, basically. Only a sometime, a percussionist friend. So yeah. you go to 2112 and ask the bros. <laughs> Shout out to 2112. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what? I was hoping I would get them all wrong because then I would have the easy argument of being like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm six for six. I just have congas and bongos reversed in my mind. But instead, I got one of them fluky right and now I just look like an idiot. 
I mean, the the weird thing is that you can sort like of make them both sound like each other. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm embarrassed. Like, show our up. Look, this is the last episode of the podcast. I'm what? not doing this anymore. R. 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 <laughs> we used to be R. R. Why there are so many bongas, bongos, and congas showing up in new music is still a mystery. Well, also, I'm curious to know, are people playing them for real, or are we just talking like a drum machine? I, wouldn't, I don't know. They're pretty easy to find. Why not bring them in, in the stud? We should get some... some uh, House, some house yeah. congas or yeah. bongas. See, this is how you. This is how you end up like quitting with a house full of bongas. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not just get a couple? I think it's time for a second game. Oh, we're gonna play another game. Matt's favorite game. It's called. It's fantasy. called fantasy football. Yeah. But you may have heard of this game before. It's not what you're thinking. <laughs> it's literally not fantasy football. <laughs> Already a game. We and now you, the listener, you we guess what the Pitchfork score for albums that have not been reviewed yet and in most of our cases haven't been heard yet and it's simply just trying to we're not and to clarify we're not guessing we're not giving our score we're simply guessing what we think Pitchfork will score it on it's all politics it's it's all politics um maybe doesn't know what politics are (laughs) Six for six in the bongos. It's a political so podcast. Good on politics. Um, <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, what we're gonna do is, so, but it's uh, it's a fun little game that. Well, it's fun for everybody but one. Um, he's the one who's winning, unfortunately. But <laughs> we've already done Ty Siegel. We've done Ott. We've done Justin Timberlamp. We've done Yola Tango. We've done Palm. Palm. And now, I mean, you had a hard miss on that Palm. Hard miss. I really thought they were gonna get. A big one. Uh, I guess 8.5 best new music. Nathan was 8.2 best new music. Yeah. What was the actual score? I don't know, like a 6.8. What did I guess? Yeah, I don't believe you were in the room. Was Wrong. It? 6.9. Wait, you were in the room for that one? Yeah, Nathan. Yes. God damn. That's, you know how you just said I'm really good at it? That was one of the reasons we're pointing to is why I'm really good at it. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to be doing the new Breeders album. All Nerve. All Nerve. It's... This is a tricky one. Yeah. I don't want to give away on my thought process. Let's all, everybody, write down your score. We'll take a second. I need a pen. Listeners, write down your scores if you'd like. Or do it later. It doesn't matter. I'll just type it in. Um, but you'll be able to find it on Instagram. I'll post up the spreadsheet that I'm keeping. And uh, this will allow the I'm listener, sure you're all dying to read it. This, this will allow the listener to join in. The spreadsheet. I'm not going to let you have made the spreadsheet yet. Um, but we're going to do it that way if the listener wants to play along. And the winner will get, I don't know. Free shit. Yeah, something free. Come out of the store. We'll Come out of the store, and I'll hand you something. You can give and you five can, t-shirts. And you can, you can and two albums. Spit mad and a box eye, scream in his ear. If you win, yeah, if you win, Step then you get a numero, bo- numero, numero group box. You get a, a, a conga or a bonga. Uh, All right. So write down your score for the new Breeders album. I've got mine. Has everyone else got theirs? Yeah. We'll we'll start. We'll go around the room. We'll start with Nathan. What do you got? It's 7.6. 7.6. Now, is this for the listener, now that we've already guessed our scores, you, you can't price this right or anything. They, uh, it's the first time that this lineup has put out a record in, I think, 24 years, yeah. which is a very, very long time. Well, this so, and their albums they did put out were good albums. I believe it, man. You never listened to that band? I'm just saying it was 24 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so I can see the. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, but like also they. Ooh, like, you mean that? Yeah, that shit rules. 
I feel like any criticism, any like music magazine type thing, but especially Pitchfork loves to do, uh, you know, it's like they never even lost a step. Like they do it for like Wire and shit. Like like there's all these fucking bands. Yeah, they get like the new New Order record. Like, okay. Yeah. All right, whatever. Quit. So you got a 7.6, I believe? Yeah. Quentin? I also had the similar thinking process, 7.2. I went, I think, I went high. I'm, I'm gambling here. 8.0. I don't think that's crazy. I think it could be a good record. Hey, uh, I wonder what Matt's going to hey, Matt, what's your score? <laughs> 6.9. Right. Yet another 6.9. Luckily, he spared us the 6.9, baby, <laughs> <laughs> that he usually gives us. But uh, 6.9, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Got to give the fans oh. what they want. That's the first, that's the first t-shirt we make. There's no fucking 6.9 way. 6.9 baby. The t-shirt we're making is 6.9 baby. Gotta give, it- <laughs> give the fans what they want. Hey, you guys got shirts? Yeah, let me get one of those 6.9 baby ones. You got a long sleeve? They could, the, get, they the could people, catch on. The people that, have, that make it an hour and 40 minutes into the podcast to even hear the fucking game would be maybe the ones to buy shirts. So, me then. I'm the only one still listening. <laughs> and I'm not buying that fucking shirt. So. And currently. Shout out to Curly. Oh, Curly, who I mentioned, I, f- I forgot to mention that he sent me a link to the Ezra Furman record like two, three weeks ago. It was the highest rated album of 2018 on Metacritic at one point this year. Like two ah, weeks into the year. I kept, I kept seeing it come up. That's why I was like, it's well, somehow I'll give this a shot. It seems there's something to it, I guess. Even if I don't like it, there must be, it must stand out in some way. It escaped my attention. I never saw much about it. I don't know. And I, I might be wrong, but I think the reason he sent it to me is because of that BDC, that song that we both thought sounded like Lonnie Walker. Like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Shout out to Curly. Um, and also, shout off, just because. <laughs> so, we played fantasy football. We played Bongo or Conga. We talked about records. Matt, what do you got going on in your life? Uh, coming up yeah. real, real soon for on the drop date, Sunday night, the 20, nope, the 25th uh, of February. <laughs> Sorry, debt. Is playing a band I'm in now. To clarify, you're better at that band than you are at that thing you just did. <laughs> at reading, at reading yes. the date we're playing. Yeah, Correct. I guess okay. I am. Good. Well, I'm probably about the same. <laughs> <laughs> you be the judge. Come out of the. This is hot gig. Um, playing with an LA band on Castleface, that that label that comes up on this pod every once in a while, called Prettiest Eyes, and yeah, the only other thing I would have to promote would be something that I'm going to let Nathan do. Nathan, what are you going to promote for us? What are you, what's your plugs? I'm going to promote the Ed Schrader Show at Kings, um, which a band that Matt and I both play in the Dinwiddies are opening, as well as a band that I recently sometimes play in Convoy. We yeah, last time on the pod, uh, you had like just learned that you were in Convoy that night. Yeah, yeah. Well, well exclusive to the listener and almost you. Yeah, we made a joke about how you got a, you got a friend request and and were tagged as being in the band the same day. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't learned any of the songs yet, and then I was like, I not confident. I mean, they're like synth songs, and I was going to try to play like weird guitar parts, but it sort of worked out. We played a show at five oh six. It sounded pretty good, and this is going to be the full convoy orchestra, which is me and Dave Mueller, Dave on sax, me on guitar, in addition to the bass, synth, and drums they already have. And that'll be, what's the date and location? March 4th at King's. That's Rock Album Rally. Uh, every listener should go to that show. The new Ed Schrader record is going to be Fire. A real gunslinger. The, the singles are all awesome. Um, 
And that band's great and puts on a great live show. Shout out to them. Go check it out at Kings. Quinn, what do you got for us? Speaking of Kings, uh, there's another show that week, March 9th. It's also a Friday. Uh, Crumb is playing with SU Ward and Mineral Girls. Okay. Crumb is a band for millennials like me. Spell that for me. C-R-U-M-B. Also, if I recall, you're not a millennial. You're a part of the I generation. It's a lowercase <laughs> I. I thought it was part of the Z generation. Mm. I think technically the three the of Snapchat us are generation. Millennials. We're like we're like on the older end of millennials. Yeah. Sorry for the listener. I know you you were picturing some like three young hunks. <laughs> uh, I thought we were Generation Y, but it's actually we're, we're actually living my whole life thinking I was a Gen Y. I thought it was Gen Z and you were Gen Y. Yeah. Uh, then what the fuck? everything I know is wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's C crumb. Go ups, down, downs, up. I'm a Gen Y. I'm a. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I don't know what I am anymore. Are we gonna I think he's a guy and make a gin, like a gin joke. <laughs> like, I think yeah. I was gonna say I think he's maybe had too much gin is the issue. Not just a couple Miller Lights. Uh, Shout out to Miller Lights. For my Lights. plugs, uh, uh, again, I'm gonna keep hammering in this Ty Siegel show at the Lincoln Theater, April 17th. And then I've got another show I'm gonna be heading to. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can get Matt to go with me. It's the Cat's Cradle Back Room, uh, March 16th. Kyle Petty is performing. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yeah, the same. I don't believe you. Dead serious. Kyle Petty, don't son what? of Richard Petty. <laughs> not kidding. Former driver for Mellow Yellow Car is playing the Cat's Cradle Backroom. March. <laughs> None 16th. of these words make sense. <laughs> What's he playing? I might as well. Oh, uh, is it lap steel? <laughs> no, I'm assuming it's like. I don't re- believe you. All right, don't believe I, you. I, I, I cannot tell a lie. Look at it's Cat's Cradle Backroom, March 16th. Kyle Petty. Kyle, I'm wondering if Sterling Marlins in his backing band. I don't know what's going on for all this. He's going to be, he's gonna be down there. at uh, fucking OCSC knocking him back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ernie Irvin's playing bass. <laughs> Hope he's not driving the van. <laughs> Swerving Irvin. Look, they call him Swerving <laughs> Irvin. They call him that when, when he had two eyes, let alone we got not one of them knocked out in a wreck. Okay. Terry Labonte's in the van. I got jokes for days on the NASCAR Golden Era, but that's Kyle Petty. That's a different podcast. Two of us are extremely amused right now. <laughs> swear to God. 50% of the room is loving this. Kyle Petty. Cat's Cradle Back Room. <laughs> March 16th. I can't even. What is the date? What's the the week question is, is he going to have his hair just pulled through the hole in his hat, or is he going to have a scrunchie on it? <laughs> we're going, right? We gotta- Hell yeah, we're going. <laughs> Kyle Petty, dude. Got to. What else are we gonna do? Good question. <laughs> what Kyle Petty? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't even know. I what can't look. I was scrolling on the internet and I and I said, "Oh my god, there's oh, a singer named Kyle Petty. That's so crazy." Look at the picture. Oh my god. <laughs> Mom, oh, who's opening? My eyes almost fell out. I was like, "It's Kyle Petty." Who's opening? Yes, I think it's David Childers. Childress. Is NASCAR it, driver related to Richard Childress, an engine builder? Then I'm gonna. If it's like a NASCAR family tour, I'm gonna lose my mind. Also, the cradle back room of all. Hey, these. I'm Jake Gordon, Jeff Gordon's brother. I'm playing some fucking Americana tunes for you. I'm just gonna walk home. Bill Elliott. <laughs> Long bio. Yeah, a lot of accomplishments in his career. Yeah, dude, he was a NASCAR. Not much for, for David years. Childers. Is he related to Tyler Childers? Maybe. Either way, Kyle Petty's playing the David cast. Childers mixes sounds from the Cumberland Gap with Indian pop moods on this album produced by Don Dixon of R.E.M. fame. So he's from North Carolina. Um, 
I assume John so Dixon. Look, this is more for just me being curious. We don't have to include this on the pod, by the way. Um, but yeah, so so for the listeners, if there's any other like golden era '90s NASCAR heads who also want, will like, it be good? We don't know. To be, he's, he's might be maybe terrible. Embarrassed influences such as Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. These are not stretches of the imagination. We talking about Kyle or this other guy? Kyle. So Kyle is influenced by Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, singer-songwriters like Carole King, James Taylor, and uh, Jim Croce. It's not going to be good, but we're going anyway. <laughs> but it's going to be Kyle Petty. I mean, it's going to rip in some way or another. I mean, I can't wait. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Quentin for coming on to the show talking about MGMT. Thanks to Nathan for coming on to the show and talking about U.S. girls and also uh, Congo or... Oop. Congo or Bongo for helping us play that for the first time. We'll keep playing that in the future playing fantasy football. We'll keep playing that. Um, (laughs) Everybody go see Dead. Everybody go see Ed Schrader and Convoy and Dinwiddie's. Go see Crumb. Go see Ty Siegel. Obviously, we'll all be at the Kyle Petty show. Normally normally here, I would uh, end with a a famous doink quote throughout history. Famous. (laughs) Inspirational. (laughs) What have you. Spiritual points, but it's fine. We're finally catching up to the episodes here, and I listened to the first one without me on it. And uh, y'all were saying RIP doinks, unbeknownst to me. I leave for one week. Well, I thought it was. I thought it was New Year new. I thought we were gonna have a whole new thing. And look, when you when you're well, RIP, hey, what's the new thing? I'm not giving you a doink this week. I already true. made an ass of myself last week <laughs> before I knew that it was, was RIP doinks. Week. I'm sure that all the listeners are like. Well, that's not I canonical. said a doink thing, but I didn't know that in the oh. one that I hadn't heard yet. They said R.I.P. Doinks. He wasn't here. Well, Ghost Doink. And I forgot because... Shout out to Ghost Doink. (laughs) R.I.P. Doinks. See you next week. Desire by... uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're going to play you out. Thanks for for that, Quentin. We're going to play you out with Desire by Ott from their new album, Room Inside the World, on Merge Records. It's a slow burn. It's a great song. Check it out. And we'll see you next week. Love you, Mina. Didn't I say to you not to reason? He was never gonna stay. He was never gonna stay here. You like the moon in a basket of wheat. You rose out of the roses right under my mouth. And if I would cry from this petty little town, shine back, we will notice though you never owed us. So passionately painted creatures were met. Descend from the bleachers without much more than a promise Well, you got it in your gut stinking I could taste it in your pain Between you left and when you came And I could remark upon that old feeling But that won't make you remarkable feeling Did a lot of taste it, feel it, and know In so many ways so many ways The feel of your honey In the corner of my mouth Like a loop around the block Like a shadow in your notebook Oh come on, it's based in rhyme Doesn't matter 